All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation episode is brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Get some delicious coffee. Head over to hawaiianisles.com or Amazon. My name is Adrian Benjamins and I'm joined on this beautiful Monday evening by Corbin. Corbin, how are you doing, man? I am doing just fine today, Adrian. Ready to get to some games. Got a lot of them, but aside from that, can't complain at all. I, I you know, we didn't get to talk over the holiday we both were busy with family stuff. I know you caught a bug. I actually got sick too over the holidays. So, uh, but uh, man, I'm happy to be back. It's 2020. We got a great slate of games to talk about. So, uh, I guess let's just dive right into it. Anything, uh, anything you want to touch on before we 
jump into these box scores? Oh, no, I'm all set, Adrian. Let's get to the, the box scores. Break them down. I love it. Let's get down to business, man. I, I'm going to start with, I think, the first game of the day evening was the OKC Thunder taking on the Sixers. Uh, not too much of a surprise. The Sixers getting the victory 120 to 113. I'm going to check out what went down on the Thunder side of this game. I'll start with Steven Adams. No Nerlens Noel. So Steven Adams, man, saw some extended, maybe some extended minutes, definitely some extended runs. So 24 points, 15 rebounds. That's a big double-double to go along with two blocks and assists. He was 6-8 from the line, 9-14 from the field. A pretty good game. Shea Gillis-Alexander, a guy who... Um, a lot of people were disappointed because he was drafted high. So uh, kind of got off to a shaky start, but he has been rock solid lately. 14 points from uh, SGA with nine rebounds, two assists, six of 13 from the field. He was two of five from the line. Chris Paul, who has just been outstanding on the year, 18 points for him, six assists, eight boards, four threes, shot six of 16, two of two from the line, did have four turnovers. So the field goal percentage and the turnovers weren't great, but if you got Chris Paul, you got to be pretty happy with what he's been doing. Uh, Danilo Gallinari doing his thing, 18 points, seven rebounds, two assists, a steal on four of 12 shooting. He had three threes with seven and nine from the line. Uh, Ferguson got the start, but he just had six points in 21 minutes. Off the bench, the guy, the best guy here is Dennis Schroeder, 21 points, uh, four assists, two rebounds, one three on eight of 15 shooting. He was also four of seven from the line. Other than that, not too much to add. Again, Nerlens Noel is probably another guy on off the bench worth owning. He's dealing with an injury. I don't think it's serious. I'm thinking he's going to be back soon. Uh, so, um, But that's about it. That's about all I got. Corbin, what do you think of the Thunder? You know what? I mean, they've been playing surprisingly well. I love the scrappiness, the defensive intensity that they bring. Um, even mucking up this game and kind of keeping it, you know, within striking distance for most of it. Um, you've pretty much covered it pretty well, though. I don't really have too much to add, except that they're a very interesting team to watch. Mm-hmm. What went down on the other side of this game? All right. Yeah, definitely. So breaking it down, we'll start with uh, the high score here for the 76ers, who've been playing well uh, all season pretty much. That's Josh Richardson. Um 23 points in 37 minutes, 9 to 17 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3, 3 of 4 from the free throw line. He had two rebounds, four assists, and uh, one steal as far as defensive stats. He did have five fouls, but good game for him. Ben Simmons uh, messed around and uh, almost got himself a triple-double. In 38 minutes, he had 17 points on 6 of 12 shooting, uh, 5 of 6 from the free throw line, eleven rebound, 15 rebounds, 8 assists, um, one steal. Uh, he didn't take a three, and you know it's funny. Brett Brown did comment on that, saying that he thinks he's failed. That you know he wanted uh, Simmons to take more threes, and Simmons is basically just by his play outright rejected that idea. Um, Joel Embiid, aside from a nasty uh, dislocated finger he suffered uh, late in the first, uh, he please still played. He had 18 points uh, on 33 minutes, seven of 17 from the field, 0 of three from three, four or five from the free throw line, nine rebounds, eight assists. Really good passing the ball from him he might miss the next game i've seen on twitter so that's something to keep an eye on just that dislocated finger but really solid game from him al horford in 34 minutes at 13 points and 6 to 10 shooting one or two from three four rebounds and four assists uh no defensive stats for him 
Another guy with no defensive stats, but decent scoring was Tobias Harris, who had 18 points in 22 minutes, 7 of 11 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, as a team, the 76 uh, starters had almost 30 assists between all of them. So you had 16 between Embiid and Simmons alone, really good passing, and then four each for Richardson, Harris, and Horford. So really good play by them. Off the bench, uh, the high scorer was Trey Burke with 12 points in 16 minutes, 5 of 7 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3, 2 assists. Mike Scott had 8 points, uh, 2 threes, and 2 rebounds in 20 minutes. And then Quarkmas, I don't even know why I tried that, (laughs) 6 points in 19 minutes, 2 of 5 from the field, 1 of 3 from 3. James Ennis with a three-pointer, a rebound, and a steal in 22 minutes. So not much off the bench. Starters put in work, and that's kind of the story for the Sixers. Yeah, you you nailed it. And uh, love how you mentioned all those assists. I mean, uh, how many six players in double figures for the Sixers? Just a real great team effort. And just one last thing I want to add. I saw that injury on Twitter and beat his finger when he tweaked it. Oh, it looked gruesome, man. But from what I'm hearing, it was a clean dislocation, no fractures. So I think what happens when it's like that, they can like pop it back into place. I'm sure it's really painful, but the good news is uh, when there's no fractures, no breaks, anything like that, it's it, hopefully he won't miss uh, any extended time. I, I I agree with you. You know, maybe he misses the next game, but I'm thinking uh, no major time. So crisis averted. Uh, if you if you got Joel Embiid on your team. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, let's keep rolling. So many games here tonight, Corbin. This is going to be a wild one. All right, next game I think it was the Pacers taking on the Hornets. Uh, the Pacers getting the victory 115-104. to I'm going to check out the Indiana side of this game. I'm going to start with TJ Warren, who had himself a game. Um, 36 points to go along with a steal, a block, three assists, five rebounds. Now, didn't have any threes, which is a little disappointing, but he was a perfect six of six from the line and shot a pretty efficient 15 of 24 um, from the field. So pretty great game from him. Um, Miles Turner, pretty nice game as well. 15 points, the blocks. I just love the blocks. Three blocks, two assists, nine rebounds, two threes on six of 13 shooting from the field one to two from the line uh Dematis Sabonis is always good for double double this guy's like a double double machine 18 points 12 boards geez and really filled it up all over seven assists two steals one block uh, seven of 11 from the field four six from the line now I believe he did leave this game uh or did leave this game briefly. I think it was a leg or ankle injury, but returned to the game. So um, no long-term concern or no, uh, I mean, I'm guessing he probably doesn't even miss any time at all. Um, Jeremy Lamb, double-doubled, 11 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, three steals. Actually, pretty good game from him. Won three on five of 11 from the field, uh, Aaron Holiday, who is filling in for Brogdon, uh, he's been really solid. Tonight was not a good night, though. Only shot one of seven for three points. Did have two steals and five assists and two rebounds, but a little bit of a letdown here in 27 minutes. He's been pretty good filling in in that backcourt. Um, let's see. Off the bench, not really much to talk about. 
Brogdon's out for a little while. Aladipo, I don't know when we're going to see Victor Aladipo. Um, could still be a while. Uh, Corbin, what do you think of the Pacers? I mean, you covered it pretty well. Great game by Warren, a classic TJ Warren game in high scoring. Uh, decent efficiency, no threes. Pretty sad to see that, but you named it. I mean, Sabonis been playing well. The bench, not really too much there. Uh, you know, a quintessential Pacers win. Nice. What went down on the Hornets side of this game? Okay, so we're going to get the worst shooting performance out the way first. But that'll be, he's been playing really well uh, most of the year. Uh, solid rookie season. But P.J. Washington did not have himself a night. Six points in 32 minutes, not for lack of trying. He went 3 for 12 from the field, 0 for 5 from 3. He did have nine rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. So, you know, at least he gave you something else there. But um, if you're looking for points, you were sorely disappointed. Uh Devontae Grandles had a great year, most improved player in my opinion. 22 points in 34 minutes, 7 to 15 from the field, 3 to 7 from 3, 5 to 6 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 6 assists for him. Starting alongside him in the backcourt, Terry Rozier, who had 28 points to lead the Hornets in 40 minutes, 8 to 17 from the field. He took 10 threes, he only made three, but he was 9 to 9 from the free throw line to go along with the rebound and 6 assists and a steal. So pretty good game from him. Uh, Bismarck Biombo started at center, and all you need to know is that he had some rebounds, seven to be exact, uh, two points, one of five shooting, not super great there. Miles Bridges, 18 points in 35 minutes, six, seven from the field, two or three from three, four, four from the free throw line, seven rebounds, four assists, one steal, and that was pretty good for him. And then off the bench, not a whole lot, except Cody Zeller, who was coming off uh, in 23 minutes at 14 points. 6 of 10 from the field, 1 of 2 from 3, 1 of 2 from the free throw line, 4 rebounds, no defensive stats. And honestly, that's really about it for the Hornets bench. Yeah, uh, you pretty much covered everything. Just want to add, uh, I've got so many shares of Miles Bridges, and it's been a rough ride. In fact, in some, oh my in, in, in some Roto leagues, I even just moved him to the bench because he was putting – I mean, I, I think he was returning, like, value, like, in the 140, 150 range. So uh, I actually, after – I think he had a, a low-end double-double in the last one, decided to move him back in my lineup and pretty happy to see this game here tonight. So my fingers are crossed that maybe he can get going for the second half of the season because I had such high expectations for this guy, and he's been a, uh, he's been a letdown. Other than that, man, uh, Devontae Graham. Jeez, he's just been outstanding. Some buzz that this guy could even make the all-star team this year, which would be incredible as a rookie coming out of nowhere, Corbin. That would be like the craziest story to see him make the all-star team. I don't know if that's going to happen, but just some buzz that I'm seeing about that. Okay, let's keep rolling here. The Boston Celtics at the Washington Wizards. This one was a shocker, man. The Wizards with no Bradley Beal, um, no... Davis Bertans, no Thomas Bryant, no Mo Wagner, no Roy Hachimura, and they get the victory against a very good Celtics team, 99-94. to So wow. um, I'm going to take a look at the Boston side of this game. I'm going to start with Jalen Brown, who um, you know didn't shoot it great, was only 7 of 22, but still put up a nice double-double, 23 points, 12 rebounds, 1 assist. Um, two threes and was a perfect seven of seven for the line. Uh, so pretty nice game from him. Marcus Smart, who um, is Marcus Smart, who's getting a little boost with Kemba Walker out of the lineup. Um, Smart 
looking good in this one. I love the five defensive stats with the three steals, two blocks. He also gave you three points, three assists, two rebounds, three threes. Shooting wasn't too great, only three of 14 from the field, but I don't think you're complaining too much uh, mm -hmm. if, if you had smart in your lineup. Gordon Hayward has been playing well uh, recently. Double-double here, 10 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, a block, one three on four of 11 shooting. Uh, Jason Tatum, it wasn't the greatest game from Tatum, only shot 8 of 20 for 17 points, but he's been rock solid on the season, and you're not worrying at all if you have Jason Tatum. Two blocks, two assists, one rebound as well, 1-3. Uh, Daniel Theis starting at the center spot, but in 20, you know, even though he's starting, they still play Cantor and um, some other guys, so... He's not really a standard league guy, but he had eight points. Did have two steals, a block, which is nice. Two assists, seven boards, but tough to trust him. You know, off the bench, usually Cantor could flirt with a low-end double-double. Did have 11 rebounds, but only four points. Tough to trust in standard leagues. Pretty much all these guys off the bench. With the starters doing all the heavy lifting, really tough to trust any of these starters. Corbin, any thoughts on the Celtics? Um, no, not really. You covered them pretty thoroughly. That's that. I mean, they just the shooting night was not great for a few of them. I think that really did them in. But let's not take anything away from the Wizards. I'm ready to jump on them for you. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. So uh, Isaac Bonga, we're gonna start with him. Funny, never thought I'd say that. Um, 32 <laughs> minutes, uh, 10 points, uh, five of eight shooting from the field, 0 of one from three, uh, seven rebounds, one assist. Um, you know, pretty pretty solid game for him. Jordan McRae led the Wizards in shots, not efficiency. 8-24 from the field, 19 points in 38 minutes. Seven rebounds, one assist, two steals, three blocks. So good defensive stats there from the young man. Uh, four good 19 points. Gary Payton uh, started at point guard, uh, had three assists and seven rebounds. No points. Uh, one block, one steal, so great for him. But uh, you weren't getting too much in the offensive end. In fact, you weren't really getting anything. Isaiah Thomas, this was such a funky backcourt, um, who started alongside, had 17 points in 23 minutes, 6 of 13 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3, 3 of 4 from the free throw line, 3 assists, 1 rebound. You know there was not really a whole lot of defensive stats from Isaiah Thomas, so we'll move on. Yam Mahimi, 4 points in 24 minutes, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, and 4 massive blocks, so... Good defensive game from him. Uh, the star of the show off the bench was Ish Smith. 31 minutes, he had 27 points and 12 of 18 shooting from the field. Took a couple threes, took three of them, made one. Two of four from the free throw line, four rebounds, four assists. Great for him. Uh, Troy Brown in 36 monster minutes had 15 points, five of 12 from the field, two of four from three, three of four from the free throw line, uh, nine rebounds and one steal for him. And that was really it for the Wizards bench. Man, you know, a lot of interesting pickups here from the Wizards with uh, I have Wall in a bunch of spots. I'm starting to get a little worried with the Wizards being as bad as they are. Maybe they keep resting him. Maybe he keeps missing games. I think McCray definitely needs to be owned. He's already been swooped up in like all my leagues. But if he's still sitting there, man, this guy's had some really great games. Ish Smith, I feel like, has been hot. I'm not an Ish Smith believer, but, I mean, I feel like you kind of got to pick him up as well. Uh, I like Troy Brown as a pickup. I've seen him uh, floating on some some 
on the wire in some leagues. Uh, with all the injuries here to the Wizards, I kind of feel like this guy needs to be rostered as well. So a lot of interesting pickups here from the Wizards. Now, as they do get healthy, when they get uh, Mo Wagner back, Thomas Bryant could be just a week away. Um, you know, Davis Bertans, then some of these pickups are likely going to just end up uh, being guys that you're going to end up dropping. But until then, man, I think we got to jump on these guys. Yeah, uh, you're right. I mean, this is yeah. awesome right here, the way they're playing. Yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's it's just the opportunity. You know, with so many guys hurt, literally five of their main key players are out right now. You're, we're seeing these guys who normally wouldn't even get minutes get an opportunity they're making the most of it so all right let's keep it going here let's jump over to the next game the brooklyn nets at the orlando magic the magic getting the victory 101 to 89 i'm gonna look in on the nets side of this game first i'll start with joe harris uh 16 points one block two steals two assists three rebounds uh, three threes. We know he's always good for some trays. Six of 11 for the field. This is a pretty good game from him. Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, man, he's just killing his value um, with Kyrie Irving. Man, scary stuff for Kyrie Irving. Uh, I would be terrified if I had any shares of Kyrie Irving. It sounds like, you know, he got a cortisone shot. And if he doesn't react well to it, after the next week or so could opt for surgery which uh i mean it could really be a lost season for Kyrie. so spencer dinwiddie man if you drafted him he you likely got a major deal on him because he's just destroying the value uh where he got drafted 16 points three assists five rebounds two threes on six of 19 shooting from the field you know other than that not too much from the starters um temple only nine points Turian Prince with only six points did have two steals, two assists, eight boards, two threes. Jared Allen, no double double from him, which is a little disappointing. So, um, you know, kind of a rough game here. They they uh, really got handled by the Magic in this one. Even off the bench, not much to talk about. DeAndre Jordan, four points, seven rebounds, but no blocks, no defensive stats from him. And then I really hope you guys aren't counting on any of these other fringy bench guys like Kuroks or I mean I don't even know. It, it's ugh, it's really ugly on the bench. Um, Karis Levert kind of surprised to see him out in this one. I think, I believe they have a back-to-back. -back. I think they play tomorrow. So I think they're just kind of holding him out as a precaution because we did see Levert return from his thumb injury um, over the weekend. So I think this is just, it's a back-to-back -back coming up. So they decided to hold him out for the front end of it. I think we see him back in the next one. Um, Corbin, any thoughts on the Nets? Uh, not really. You kind of broke it down. It does feel like it could be a lost season just the way off of, um, just speaking for Kyrie alone, but also the net, the Nets have been kind of a rudderless team. They have, you know, strong pieces scattered here and there throughout the team. Spencer Dinwiddie's been playing well, but I mean, 16-19, they're kind of just kind of grasping the straws. I think really this year is to see what happens and wait for Durant and Irving next year. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Uh, how did the magic look on um, their side of the game? You know what? They looked pretty decent uh, considering uh, Markel, uh, Markel Fultz, who he had himself a night, a season-high 25 points in 30 minutes, 
11 of 20 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3. He'll take it now a couple times here. Went to the free throw line once, knocked it down. Five rebounds, four assists, two steals. Good game for him. Uh, you know, that four assists to four turnovers, no one really counts that right now. He's been, he's been playing really well in that production, particularly from the offensive end, leading the Magic not only in shots attempted, but also um, in makes and in points. That's really, really good for him. Um, good to see that. Evan Fournier starting alongside him in 35 minutes. 11 points, 3-8 shooting, 1-2 from 3, 4-4 from the free throw line, 1 rebound, 5 assists. That's good for him. No defensive stats. Nikola Vucevic did not have a great shooting night. 11 points um, to the tune of 3-12 of shooting from the field in 31 minutes. He did knock down his only 3, and he was 4-4 four four from the free throw line. But he came through with a massive 24-rebound night to go along with 4 assists as well. So that's kind of good. Makes up a little bit for that lackluster shooting and no defensive stats. When you have... 24 rebounds, and you throw in four assists as well. You know, and you're in at least in double-figure scoring. You can't really get too mad at that. Wesawandu, 28 minutes, 12 points, 4-7 from the field, 1-3 of three from 3, 3-3 three, three from the free throw line, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block. Good little all-around game for him. Aaron Gordon, also not a great shooting night for him, but he did make up for it with the big rebound game, 11 points, 14 rebounds. He did go 5-10 from the field, 0-4 from 3, one of three from the free throw line. I watched every one of his three attempts. None of them looked like they had a chance, so I feel kind of bad about that. But um, he did have one assist and two steals as well, so that's really good. Um, and that rounds out the starting five. Off the bench, not a whole lot, but you do have two double-figure scores in DJ Augustine, who had an efficient 16 points in 28 minutes, 4-8 from the field, 2-4 from three. Got to the line for nine free throw attempts, knocked six of those down. Four rebounds and six assists. So good game for him. And then Terrence Ross, who had 10 points on 10 shots, three of 10 shooting, one of five from three, three of five from the free throw line, three rebounds and three steals to go along with a block. Um, and if you like some more, then let me give you some more Bamba. He had five points in 17 minutes, two of four from the field, 0 of two from three, one of two from the free throw line, five rebounds and one block. So that really makes up for the magic. Big game for Markel Fulton. That really told the tale for the Orlando Magic here. Yeah, man. I mean, Fultz taking 20 shots, which is uh, significantly more than anybody else. Uh, I think the next closest person with Vucevic with 12. So the the offensive usage for Fultz is just nice here. If, uh, you know, Corbin, I made the mistake. I actually dropped Fultz in a bunch of spots at the very start of the year, and I am oh. regretting it. And I think this could be a sign of things to come. I think Fultz could really um, see an uptick here in the second part of the season. So if you got Fultz, if you're able to pick him up, um, congratulations. I think he's going to be good. <laughs> and then uh, yep. just want to add, you know, I'm a little interested to see anytime the Magic have been playing recently, can anyone step up with Jonathan Isaac being out for the next, uh, what is it, eight weeks at least? And, yeah. I mean, the answer really is not anyone – I. Uh, Windu's getting the start, but um, it's really low end. Kim Birch, no. I, and it's really just some of these guys like Aaron Gordon seeing an uptick in rebounds. He had 14 tonight. I think he was in double figures uh, in the last one. So I think just a lot of the usage that Jonathan Isaac was getting is getting spread out on some of the other starters. And so not really a pickup with uh, Jonathan Isaac going down. 
All right, yeah. let's let's keep it going. Corbin, this is a nice pace, man. We are rolling through this. We're like 24 minutes in, and we're already like halfway through. This is great. Uh, okay. This is an awesome pace. Uh, okay, the Denver Nuggets at the Atlanta Hawks. The Nuggets, not really surprised. The Nuggets get the victory, 123 to 115. I'm going to check out what went down on the Denver side of this ball game and i'll start with uh nikola Jokic. man 47 points i know at halftime he was at 27 you know this guy just kind of trips me out that he can sometimes have a game where he only takes a couple shots and then he has a game like today where he took 25 shots but he really has been coming on strong after a slow start so if you were able to buy low on Jokic, man congratulations um I know that time has been long gone now. He's been solid. 47 points, two steals, a block, five assists, eight boards, four threes, 16 of 25 from the field, 11 of 16 from the line. Just a beast in this one. Uh, Will Barton with a nice game, 28 points, a block, five assists, nine boards, three threes on efficient 12 of 20 shooting perfect 101 from the line it's a great game from him uh harris only had four points the, the, a disappointing game for gary harris only shot two of 12 in 36 minutes and didn't really do too much else three rebounds and assists uh jamal murray 16 points love the eight assists steal block five rebounds one three on six of 13 shooting he was three or four from the line paul Millsap put up a dud in this one two points and was 0 of three in uh, 24 minutes maybe had some foul trouble as well because had four four fouls and only played 24 minutes um off the bench morris had 14 points two assists and four rebounds but super hard to, with the uh, nuggets one of these teams with that are really deep have a lot of studs in the in their starting lineup so really tough to rely on any bench guys i know jeremy grant as well sometimes has a good game here and there but he had six points in 22 minutes so this is like one of those reasons why it's tough to play jeremy grant because this is kind of his floor right here which is pretty low um the other guy who's interesting is porter um but he, you know, he had four points, two blocks, two assists, three rebounds. I know a lot of people are excited about Porter. I think he had like 25 minutes in a really nice line last week. But this is one of the reasons why I shy away from him because this team is just so deep. Nights like tonight where maybe he only gets 20 minutes or minutes in the teen, high teens. He, if he's not, um, you know, he only took three shots. He, you could really get a bad line from him on nights like this. Um, other than that, not too much else to talk about. What do you think of the Nuggets? Oh, sorry. I muted myself there to listen in, but I started rambling on. <laughs> no, I, I, you nailed it. The one especially, I think they go as Nikola Jokic does, and he is such an enigma. You're right. He comes off with 47 points, makes it look easy at times um, on such high-volume scoring, getting to the line like a beast passing like he normally does, getting some rebounds. And the other night, he seems content to just fade into the background. Unfortunately, you know, the Nuggets have such a diversified team with a lot of talent on multiple ends that he can kind of get away with that. But you got to love when he is assertive like this and really takes charge. And you had good play from Monty Morris. You had good play from uh, um, Will Barton especially. So it's just really good to see that. Um, but aside from that, I can hop 
right onto the Hawks, who have been uh, they've been playing. I can say that. Sounds good. All right, so uh, we're gonna start with Vince Carton on King. We're gonna start <laughs> with uh, Trey Young, of course. Uh, he's been having himself a season. He's not been the best for the Atlanta Hawks, but Trey Young's been a bright spot there. Twenty nine points. 8-12 from the field, four threes out of five, went to the free throw line, nine for nine, four rebounds, 12 assists. He did have seven turnovers, but that's one blemish in an otherwise stellar game for Mr. Young. Kevin Horder had himself a nice game, too. 22 points, 8-12 shooting, six threes, six, um, eight rebounds, one assist, one steal. Good kind of a, 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 a compliment there with his play. DeAndre Hunter, 16 points in 37 minutes, 5-11 from the field, 4-8 from three. 2-2 two two from the free throw line, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal. Uh, Bruno Fernando did not have himself a great game. 2 points in 10 minutes, 1-6 shooting to go along with 2 rebounds and an assist. John Collins in 28 minutes had 17 points. 6-15 from the field, 1-3 out of 6 tries. 4-5 at the free throw line, 5 rebounds and 3 assists to go along with 2 blocks. So that's really good for him. Main man off the bench, and I am saying that with big parentheses, would be Alex Len, who had 10 points in 21 minutes. Uh, two of seven from the field, six of ten from the free throw line, one rebound, one assist. Uh, you know, honestly, the bench has really been the Hawks' biggest struggle. Whenever Trent leaves the game, it is a nightmare. As such, there really isn't too much more to add, unfortunately, on the Hawks' side. Um, guess I could run through Cam Reddish, who had seven points in 19 minutes, two of five from the field, one of two from three, two of two from the free throw line, three rebounds, one assist. And, I mean, I already started with him, so I might as well finish with uh, Vince Carter. First guy to play in four different decades in the NBA. Uh, he played uh, zero points in 18 minutes, 0 of 4 in every shot he took from three, two rebounds, two assists. Uh, I don't really think you're running him on fantasy, but uh, you know what? He is a legend, so you have to give him a shout out. Ridiculous that he's played in four different decades. That is just, it just blows my mind, man. I uh, saw uh, there was something on Twitter that he was a teammate of Elijah Wan. Elijah Wan was drafted, I believe, in 1984, and now he's a teammate of Trey Young, who's just drafted, I think, in 2018 or 2017 or or something like that. So, uh, just the it's just crazy how his career has spanned over such a long amount of time. Vince Carter, legend. Uh, and uh, one last thing, just want to add, Kevin Herter, if you stuck with him, I think he's officially arrived. It was a rocky start, dealing with the injury stuff. Uh, saw him dropping the wire. Heard people say, you know, uh, that they didn't believe in him. This was an outstanding game for Kevin Herter, and I think this is what we can hopefully expect from him going forward. Um, that's it for the Hawks, man. You covered them great. I'm going to jump over to the next one, the Utah Jazz at the Pelicans. This one was a very close game. The Jazz squeaking out the victory, 128-126. to I'm looking on the Jazz side of this game. Uh, Mike Conley's been out for a while, and uh, with him out, um, Donovan Mitchell's been really nice in that backcourt. 19 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds, 1 steal, 2 threes, 7 of 18 shooting, but he was a perfect 3-3 from the line. Joe Ingles has been in that starting lineup with Conley out, and Joe Ingles has been pretty good. Uh, 22 points, 2 steals, 6 assists, 2 rebounds, 4 threes on 8 of 12 shooting from the field, 2-2 from the line. Joe Ingles, I saw, hit the wire in a lot of leagues uh, uh, 
at that beginning part of the season. So if you scooped him up, you got to be pretty happy right now. Bojan Bogdanovic, 35 points doing his thing. Not much else, though. Didn't really do any defensive stats. No rebounds, no assists, but did have three threes. Did shoot a perfect 10 of 10 from the line. So still a pretty good night from him because helping you out, at least in a few of these categories. And... um, Royce O'Neal getting the start, but only three points. Only Man, this guy in 34 minutes took two shots. Corbin, I think if I played in an NBA game for 30, 34 minutes, I would at least try to jack up, I don't know, four shots or five shots. So crazy that a guy can play <laughs> 30, can start and play 34 minutes and take two shots. It just really shows um, not a big part of that offense, really no usage. Rudy Gobert, you know, even though he only had nine points, uh, kind of as you said earlier about Vucevic, uh, when a guy gives you almost 20 rebounds, he had 19 here. Now, no defensive stats, which is a little disappointing. You're definitely hoping to get some blocks from Gobert. But, yeah, I'm in so many leagues where I'm hurting for boards. I just love getting uh, 20 uh, 20 rebounds from a guy, and uh, him getting 19 is nice. Four of ten from the field for him, but uh, definitely the shooting wasn't there tonight from him. Off the bench, man, Jordan Clarkson's been interesting. Standard league, probably still not a standard league guy, but in deeper leagues, um, he's getting nice minutes off the bench. 25 here tonight. He had 16 points, a block, an assist, a rebound, four threes. So I think he could be a viable guy in deeper leagues. I'm talking maybe 14 team or deeper, maybe 12 if you got deep rosters. Um Let's see. Other than that, man, don't trust Moutier. Not much else to talk about here on this bench. And I think that's about it for the Jazz. Corbin, what do you think of Utah? You know what? They're they're an interesting team. Had an uneven season so far. In this one, I think they just had more talent. You kind of broke it down pretty well. But Jonovich had a big night for them. Um, and they've been paced with Donovan Mitchell and, and, and Joe Ingles, I mean, who's also had a really good night for him. So, not really much um, to add on that side, but I can run you over to the Pelicans and let you know when down there. Yep. All right, so we'll start with the, the guy I've been, as a Lakers fan, he'll always have a soft spot in my heart. He's been playing really well for the Pelicans. That'll be Brandon Ingram, who is shooting 48% from the field and 40% from three, which is great on a pretty decent volume. He had 35 points tonight to lead the Pelicans and basically tie with the Jazz for high honors on the scoring night. Um he was 12-26 from the field, 3-6 from 3, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Great for him. Lonzo Ball, he's had a couple of decent scoring nights now the last couple of games. 21 points and 8-14 shooting, 4-6 from 3. That's great. 8 rebounds, 7 assists. I'm not buying this sudden renaissance with the suddenly full box score, but it's really nice to see it if you have them, um, especially on some efficient scoring and decent volume. J.J. Redick, 23 points, 7-12 of 12 shooting, 2-4 of 4 from 3, Three rebounds and one assist. And then Josh Hart, 3-7 shooting, eight points, two threes, three rebounds, one assist. And then I'm going to close out Derek Favors, who had nine points and ten rebounds to go on with two assists in 29 minutes. So not uber great, but, you know, solid. Just short of a double-double for Mr. Favors. Off the bench, really not a whole lot. For the sake of time, just going to run down through Etuan Moore, who got 13 points. You were talking about... uh. People jacking up shots, Adrian. Uh, <laughs> Etuan Moore was not afraid. 13 points on 14 shots. 5-14 from the field. 
took four threes, missed every one, but he did have seven rebounds and an assist. So, I mean, you can take that for what it's worth, but just know when Moore comes off the bench, he will get some shots up. Now, they might not go down, but he'll get them up. Um, and aside from that, Jackson Hayes, seven points to three rebounds, three assists in 19 minutes. But that's really all she wrote for the Pelicans. I mean, all their volume to me seemed to come up from their starting five, um, three players in double figures. Uh, all of them were over 20 points. So that was pretty decent. But did you see anything, Adrian, from the Pelican side that you thought was interesting? Man, you pretty much covered it all. I just want to note that Brandon Ingram has been ridiculous. And you yes. mentioned it at the beginning that how you got a soft spot for him. I do too. I love – I'm a Laker fan as well, uh, Corbin. And I was sad to see this guy go. I mean I understand it had to happen for Anthony Davis. But, man, hey, Corbin, this guy's putting up first-round value in nine category leagues he's currently sitting as player number 12 in total value for the season and that is just ridiculous i mean we're 36 games into the season so you know this isn't like it's a one week fluke or a two week fluke we're pretty deep into the the uh, season right now and he's been outstanding and then just one last thing i want to add uh i think we're getting some reports that um, Zion is ramping up, maybe uh, doing some five-on-five work, which usually means they're close. So, uh, man, I would just love to see Zion return okay. to the court. Because, uh, oh, you know, and another interesting thing, what does that mean for some of these guys, like Brandon Ingram and whatnot? I don't know. Uh, but I'll tell you what, man, if I have Brandon Ingram, I think he's going to be solid no matter what, even if Zion comes back. Even if Ang- even if Ingram's numbers dipped just a little bit, he's still going to be outstanding, I think. So I'm not too worried about the effect that Zion will have on um, some of these guys. Uh, Corbin, any closing thoughts before we move over? Oh, no, I'm all set. Let's keep it going. We're all doing right. good here. Dude, we are rolling, man. <laughs> I'm not used I love to. It. I, I mean, I'm not used to going this fast. This is awesome. Um, <laughs> the Mil- <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks and the San Antonio Spurs is the next one. Uh, this one, man, a couple of big surprises tonight. Um, this one, surprising for me because the Bucks have been the best team in the East. They've been outstanding. Losing to the Spurs here, 126 to 104. I'm going to check out what went down on the Milwaukee side. You know I got to start with Greek Freak. Giannis Antetokounmpo flirting with that triple-double. 24 points, 12 boards, 8 assists. The defensive stats are nice. 3 steals, a block. Didn't hit a 3 tonight. Took 5 of them, but uh, you could tell he really wants to add that element to his game. And we've seen him hit some outside shots lately. And so, man, if he can add that 3-pointer and... uh, be a consistent outside shooting. This guy is just going to be unstoppable. Not that he's not unstoppable already. Uh, 10 of 22 from the field for Giannis. Perfect 4-4 from the line. He's having a great season. Uh, Middleton with 15 points, 4 assists, 5 boards, 1-3. Shooting wasn't too great. 5 of 16 from the field for Middleton, 4-4 from the line. Wes Matthews getting the start. He had 12 points to steal a block, to assist, one rebound, four threes. This is kind of a Wes Matthews line. Uh, Eric Bledsoe disappointing in that he only had eight points, only made two of seven, but um, did have a block, five assists, one rebound, two threes. But, you know, you kind of expect a little bit more from Bledsoe, but he'll be fine. Uh, Brooke Lopez only with eight points, a block, three rebounds, two threes, three of six from the field for Brolo. 
Um, off the bench, they got some nice contribution from Dante DiVincenzo. 16 points, a steal, and assist. Four, four rebounds, two threes. 6-12 from the field. DiVincenzo was a popular streaming guy when Bledsoe went down, but I've seen him hit the wires in a lot of leagues. Um, I think in standard leagues, you can pretty much leave him there, but in deeper leagues, night like tonight is a reason why it's kind of nice to have him. Also can help you in steals. George Hill with 15 points, four assists, four rebounds. This is a pretty nice game from George Hill, but usually in a just a 20-minute role or if he's getting minutes in the high teens, his his uh, floor is pretty low if that shot's not falling. But this is a nice game from George Hill. Ilya Sova's kind of turned back into a pumpkin. He was a guy I saw people streaming a few weeks ago um, when the Bucks had some injuries to the front court. But now that the Bucks are kind of healthy, uh, Ilya Sova's not really worth playing or rostering. And really none of these other bench guys. Um, let me just double check. I didn't miss any injuries or anything. Nope. Um, Corbin, what do you think of the Milwaukee Bucks? Um, I think you covered it pretty well, particularly Giannis. And, you know, high volume three is not great from there. Um, but at least he's trying to take that shot. And you can see he really, really wants that shot to be a part of his repertoire. So he may be force fitting a little bit. But, hey, I'd rather you take the threes and at least try to work through it than not take them at all. Uh, but you said the story that the, the – Bucks, I mean, their threes just weren't really going down at the rate it normally does. 33% is not horrible, but when you compare it to the blistering 54% that the Spurs shot tonight, I don't really think they had a chance. From three, this is the Spurs' best game of the season easily, and I think it might hold true, even if we're only, you know, 35, 40 games in, close to it almost. Um, they, This was clearly their best shooting night, um, without a doubt, hands down. So I'm going to run through that real quick. Going to start with Brent Forbes, who, uh, 25 minutes, 6 points, 2 of 6 from the field, 1 of 4 from 3, 2 rebounds, 2 assists. DeMar DeRozan, who played really well, 25 points in 33 minutes on an efficient 11 of 15 shooting. He took a 3. He also made it. 3 rebounds, 7 assists. Good game for him. DeJounte Murray, um, 26 minutes. He had 13 points, 5 of 11 from the field, 3 of 4 from 3. Six, nine rebounds, four assists, one steal. Good game for him. LaMarcus Aldridge, 17 points in 33 minutes, five of 10 from the field, two of three from three, five of five from the free throw line, four rebounds, three assists. And then Trey Lyles, who really had the one clunker of the game uh, starting for the Spurs, six points in 20 minutes, two 11 from the field, two of six from three, three rebounds, uh, 12 rebounds. So good for him. One assist and one steal as well. So that was really good to see. Combined, um, the Spurs starters hit nine threes. That's really, really good. Um, especially from noted non-shooters from three, such as DeRozan or the reluctant shooters from three like LaMarcus Aldridge. Really good to see that happen. Um, to say nothing of DeJounte Murray going three or four from down there. Off the bench, Rudy Gay and Patty Mills were the story. Patty Mills first, 23 minutes, had 21 points, 6 of 10 all from three, three three from the free throw line, and that was really it, but that was what they needed to go along with one steal. Uh, Rudy Gay, 17 points in 25 minutes, six of 10 from the field, two of two from three, three of four from the free throw line, eight rebounds and one assist. And then Lonnie Walker got some run, eight points in 20 minutes, three of six from the field, one of two from three, one of two from the line, seven rebounds, two assists. I mean, the team as a whole shot 19 for 35 from three, 
there are several players here who had great nights from three. I would not expect that moving forward. That really feels like a blip and an aberration where shots were just going down against the best team um, in the East for sure and arguably in the NBA as well. Actually, let's just Laker by side. Best team in the NBA right now. So um, really good to see those shots go down. But, I mean, there's a few players here. DeRozan, obviously. He only took one. But DeJounte Murray. Lamar Zaldrin, it'd be nice if they're taking two to three threes a, a night and knocking down two of those, but usually that's not the case. So, you know, kind of settle down. And then Patty Mills, we know he's going to take threes and take them in a decent clip, but six of ten, that's great for him. Really good. Uh, I'm really happy to see a DeJounte Murray starting and playing well. I know there was a lot of panic on him earlier in the season, but I think he's going to – uh, be fine, especially for the second half of the season. But man, other than that, it's pretty tough. Uh, you know, if it, it, it feels like they got some guys that should have better fantasy value, like Derek White. But, you know, stuck in this bench role, Lonnie Walker. I know a lot of people are excited about the potential of Lonnie Walker. But, man, it's just, uh, you know, coming off the bench in a reserve role, uh, just not worth um, rostering in that um, role. Uh, other than that, man, you covered everything. I'm not going to waste any time. Let's 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 keep it going. Let's jump over to the next one: the Chicago Bulls at the Dallas Mavericks. Um, the Mavericks getting the victory, 118 to 110. Gonna check out the Chicago side of this game, and uh, I'm gonna start with um, I'm gonna start an injury to an injury to. Carter Wendell Carter I believe he had an ankle injury in this game and I'm gonna say that um, an interesting guy to pick up if Wendell Carter is gonna miss time now I think the x-ray on Wendell Carter came back negative so maybe we don't see Wendell Carter miss too much time but the Bulls also notorious for being really safe uh, playing it really safe when it comes to injuries. So an interesting guy. They have a rookie center named Daniel Gafford. I think this guy could be interesting. He ended up playing 25 minutes off the bench, flirted with the double-double with 13 points, eight rebounds, two blocks. I think this guy could be worth an ad if you're looking for a, a streamer. You need some big man help. Again, a double-a-double with blocks. Anybody who needs big man could use something like that. Um, and interested to... Interested to see the next one if he moves in the starting lineup if uh, Wendell Carter misses time. Lori Markinen, 26 points, 9 rebounds, 1 steal for Lori. Uh, 4 threes on 10 of 18 shooting. That's pretty good. Uh, Zach Levine, 20 points. Five defensive stats from Levine. That's nice. Three steals, two blocks, seven assists, five boards, 10 of 23 shooting. Uh, Chris Dunn. This line's not that great, but uh, he has been serviceable in, recently. I've seen him put up some pretty good lines. Now, he likely definitely had some foul trouble, five fouls, so he saw 23 minutes, six points, a steal, two, uh, two assists, two rebounds for him on three of nine shooting. Uh, let's see. Off the bench, that young, that young played 28 minutes. That's that's nice minutes, and actually, um, 11 points, nine rebounds, one assist, three steals, one block. You know, I just talked about uh, Daniel Gafford. Maybe Thad Young could actually be another guy to look to pick up if we hear that Wendell Carter is going to miss any time. So keep an eye on that situation. Well, let's see who gets the start between Gafford and um, Thad Young there. Um, let's see. 
other than that, oh, uh, I I gotta mention uh, Thomas Sadoransky, eleven points, fourteen assists, five rebounds, a steal. One three. Now the shooting wasn't too good. Three of twelve from the field, but he was a perfect five, four of four from the line. And you gotta love those fourteen assists um, if you have Sadoransky. Another uh, Corbin. I think I told you earlier. I dropped Fultz in a lot of leagues. Sadoransky, another yes. guy I dropped in another in oh, a lot of no. leagues. It was like it was like the first three weeks of the season, and Sadoransky was like putting up like. Seven points with four rebounds and two assists, and I was like, "Oh man, I want to!" Like there were there were so many hot pickups to grab, and I was like, "I I I tend to be a little too over aggressive with the ads at the beginning of the year, and and because of that, I tend to drop guys maybe I should drop." And Sadoransky was one of those guys. Um, other than that, not much else to talk about. Corbin, any thoughts on the Chicago Bulls? Uh, no, you covered them pretty well. They're the Bulls, so uh, <laughs> not really too much there. That was a great breakdown. I feel for you, though. You didn't mention dropping Fultz. I did the exact same thing, and I didn't point that out in a few things. I was smart ahead of the curve. Uh, definitely eating that right now. Um, did not have Stanaransky, but I do feel for you there, Adrian. But um, I'm going to run over to the Mavericks and get get them over here. Um, Got to start with the guy with the big game, which is, of course, Luka Doncic. 34 minutes. He had 38 points, 14-24 from the field, 5-10 from three. 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Yes, sir. He stuck around, got a triple-double. One block as well, so that was nice. J.J. Barea, old man Barea, got the start. Didn't do too much. Two points in 15 minutes. Uh, he had a rebound, had an assist. Tim Hardaway came back from injury. Didn't look like he missed too much of a beat. 15 points on 5-8 shooting in 22 minutes. Knocked down three threes. Had four rebounds, two assists, and one steal as well. Dorian Finney-Smith had 11 points in 37 minutes. 4-12 from the... Th- Field, three of seven from three, five rebounds, two assists, and one steal. And then Dwight Powell, who had 16 points on a perfect six of six shooting in 30 minutes, four of four from the free throw line, seven rebounds, one assist for him. Off the bench, not really too much. Josh Jackson, not Josh Jackson. Um, oh my gosh, I don't know why I'm thinking of him. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I live in Arizona, so maybe you know the ghost of a uh, draft pick pass is haunting me there. <laughs> Justin Jackson, uh, 11 points uh, on, oops, excuse me, 11 points on 4 of 11 shooting, 1 of 6 from 3. Not a super great night, 2 rebounds, and that's all, folks, for him. Uh, DeLon Wright, uh, 9 points on 3 of 3 shooting, 2 of 2 from 3, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Really solid game for him off the bench. Just giving you a little bit of everything. Can't really complain. Jalen Brunson, 5 points in 14 minutes, and had a 3. Had three rebounds, had two assists. Seth Curry, four points, horrible shooting night. Two eight from the field, 0-6 from three in 21 minutes. Three assists and two rebounds. And then to close out the bench, Maxi Kleba, uh, seven points in 27 minutes. Three six from the field, one of four from three. Two rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. And he's really the headliner for the Mavericks in terms of defensive stats. Having a little bit of everything, the only player on the Mavericks to do that tonight. Nice man, you covered everything. Really, nothing for me to add. It's just that, except that Luka Doncic is a monster, man. Just, ah, uh, oh, dude, this guy is just going to be a beast for seasons and seasons and seasons to come. And uh, other than that, that's about all I got. Corbin, that was ridiculous, man. We just went through eight games. There's, there's one more game going, so uh, I think I'm gonna tackle that one solo later tonight. 
Corbin, I'm going to let you go, man. That was, dude, I, I feel like I got to have you on with me anytime there's a giant slate of games because that would usually <laughs> take me two hours to cover that many games. We, we're under, we're, we're like at 52 minutes right now. That was ridiculous. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's all. Hey, it's a, it's a power team right there. I love man. being your help. I'm glad we could do it, man. That was awesome. <laughs> that was outstanding, man. Um, so, hey, one last game, Warriors and Kings. I'll come back for that one. Little preview of that one, man. Rashawn Holmes left that one with a shoulder injury. Corbin, I'm freaking out. I've got uh, – I think I got Rashawn Holmes literally in every single league I play in. So uh, I am going wow. to cry myself to sleep if we hear that this Holmes injury is anything serious. I'm already seeing on Twitter that he's not expected to return to the game, and he's got an ice pack on his shoulder. So – uh, oh, man, no. my fingers are crossed that this is nothing serious. Corbin, man, thank you so much. Uh, really great to talk to you after that long holiday. This was outstanding. Um, where can the listeners find you at? Oh, at Corbin NBA. You can check me out there. I'll be proud on the Twitter sphere. Um, love the conversations there. And then also here to Hoopball, doing some stuff here. I'm doing some stuff um, with Brandon Marcus on the Clippers podcast. As a Lakers fan, it's been quite the experience, let me tell you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just having fun trying to ramp up some more content. So we'll see what happens. Thanks a lot, though, Adrian. That's always fun doing this with you. Awesome, man. Corbin, great to talk to you. You guys, I'll be back for the Warriors and the Kings. Hello. I'm back for the final game of the evening. The Golden State Warriors t- taking on the sec- at the Sacramento Kings. The Kings getting the victory 111-98. I'm going to jump in on the Golden State Warriors side of the game first. I'll start with uh, Glenn Robinson, who Probably had the best game for the Warriors. 16 points, an assist, 5 boards, 1-3 on 7 of 13 shooting from the field. Uh, Lee crushed me tonight. I had him going on a bunch of... um, I had him in my lineup in a bunch of spots. And he only shot 3 of 11 from the field for 8 points. 2 steals, 2 assists, 5 rebounds, 1-3. And uh, I'm going to stick with Lee he's getting the minutes the usage is there I like that he gets your rebounds and uh, I'm gonna stick with him another interesting guy that could be worth a pickup I've seen him in a lot of spots is Eric Pascal 12 points to steal one assist four rebounds on five of nine shooting from the field he was two four from the line with Draymond Green out in this one no loony um, really should open things up for Pascal. I would expect that to be the trend in the second half of the season. Them really resting a lot of their uh, main guys down the stretch. Uh, guys like D'Angelo Russell as well. Um, let's see who else here. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, 8 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, a block. You know, even though the scoring really wasn't there, uh, the 3 defensive stats are nice. 5 assists from Cauley-Stein is outstanding. 4 of 8 from the field for him. Uh, Bowman is getting the start here with no D'Angelo. He had 8 points, 3 steals, 2 assists, 2 rebounds. Another guy that could be worth a look here the other interesting thing is i would expect them to make some kind of deal maybe alec burks uh, i think glenn robinson's another guy who's been rumored to maybe get traded here warriors need to do something to make room for um bowman and for lee who are on um 
I believe they're on two-way deals or short contracts, which are going to expire soon. Let's see. Spellman is another guy who's a little interesting. 13 points, two steals, two assists, six rebounds. So, you know, the Warriors have a group of guys that are interesting streams um, in Pascal. I like Lee, Bowman, Spellman. Marquise Chris has shown that he can um, step up now and then as well. So, I, I got a close eye on the Warriors. It's a little tough. It's a little ugly. Uh, you know, we don't know exactly how much time D'Angelo, Russell, or Draymond Green is going to miss. But again, I do expect these guys to um, sit a lot in the second half of the season. Uh, okay, let's take a look at the Sacramento Kings side. And I'm going to start with the big story from the Kings, uh, which I talked about on the show earlier which is Rashawn Holmes uh, left the game after 20 minutes with a shoulder injury uh, saved his night tonight with the three defensive stats and assists four rebounds seven points was a perfect one-on-one from the line he was three of five from the field man I am holding my breath I'm crossing my fingers I've got Holmes in a lot of spots and uh, man if it's going to crush me if he misses a lot of time. I'm really hoping that um, it's just maybe a few games or so and that he um, he comes back soon, man, because my fantasy teams really need him. Um, Harrison Barnes was pretty good scoring-wise in this one. 18 points uh, and three threes. He was a perfect 3-3 three, three from the line on 6 of 12 shooting from the field. He also gave you a steal, two assists, and four boards. So a nice game from Barnes. Buddy healed 21 points, a steal, five assists, two rebounds, four threes on 7 of 17 shooting. He was 3-5 from the line. Nemanja Bolitsa flirting with the double-double, 8 points, 10 rebounds, one assist, two threes for him. Um, some nice contribution off the bench. Trevor Ariza was really hot early and uh, finished with a nice line. 18 points, two steals, three assists, six rebounds, four threes on seven of nine shooting. I don't know. Maybe if Holmes is going to miss time, maybe Ariza can emerge with some um, streaming value. Harry Giles, another guy, interesting guy to keep an eye on if Holmes does miss any time. Four points for him, two steals, four assists, six rebounds for Giles. And then, man, other than that, not much. Uh, Bogdanovich didn't play in this one. Bagley also is has been out. Deadman has been a DNP CD and curious to see if he gets moved. So um, definitely some interesting stuff here on the Sacramento Kings side. Let's see. Oh, man, I missed... I missed De'Aaron Fox. I almost completely just ended the show without talking about De'Aaron Fox. Probably, um, you know, the best the best uh, fantasy guy on this roster right now. 21 points, a steal, a block, 7 assists, 4 rebounds, 7 of 14 shooting from the field, 7 of 8 from the line. So uh, fingers crossed that he can get going for the second half of the season because, uh, you know, missing the beginning of the year with an injury and uh, has just kind of, it's been a slow start for Fox, but I think he's coming around for sure. All right, you guys, I think that's about it. I want to, again, thank Corbin. Uh, it was really great, uh, you know, really tough on these big game slate evenings where you're going like 9, 10, 
plus games it's really hard uh, to do this show without uh, I feel like sometimes these shows run you know over an hour and a half so really great talking to Corbin because uh, he and I go through these games pretty quickly which uh, it's nice to keep it short alright you guys thanks a lot for listening for, and for supporting the show uh, that's about it for me for the week I'll be back on Sunday with Captain Kurt Beach um, and uh, hope you guys have a great week thanks again and I'll talk to you guys later This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.